You're listening to The Eye of the Survivor with Tanya G.J. Prince. How good parents miss the signs of child sexual abuse. I wrote that article, I believe it was in 2015, and and uh, it did some, yeah, I did, summer months of 2015, and it did, I cannot tell you, some viral numbers um, for my site, but also uh, other sites um, definitely asked me permission to use the article, and I mean, it just soared. People want to know. How do I protect my children? And we're going to talk about that because there are five critical questions that you must ask. Now, this is around a Halloween party. One day, my son went to a classmate's home for a Halloween costume party. When I picked him up a few hours later, I could tell by that ear-to-ear grin on his face, he had a great time. As we were about to leave, I was standing at the door with his little friend's father and grandmother. And, you know, I asked that question that we, you know, parents, you know, we we ask that all the time. Was he a good boy? Was he good? And, you know, they were like, yeah. They said, yeah. And, um, you know, I felt relieved. I felt relieved because, you know, my my little guy at that time was, I mean, mischievous. My goodness. I used to call him my little chocolate Dennis the Menace. He was something else. <laughs> something else. So I was very relieved. So I get in the car and, you know, hey, no issues, no worries. We're driving down the road. And, um... But as I drove along the way, I remember, I think I was listening to music and I, I turned it down, turned it off. And it was like something is really, really off with me. Um, and then it hit me. Forgetting that now, I did, when it hit me, and, and I think if you're a survivor of any sort of trauma, you'll understand this. Sometimes when it hits you, it's like you're there. It's not, you know. For, for folks who suffer from PTSD, and I do at times, um, definitely it, you, you start to feel like you're there. So I was riding down the road, and I swerved, and, and, and we pulled into a parking lot, like a, you know, open parking lot. I didn't put on a signal, you know, I, I swerved into the next lane, and definitely I got that well-deserved honk from the driver behind me, and, but, you know, I... I, whatever I did and said at this moment, it felt like one of those life-changing moments that you'll never get back. And I knew that it could impact the rest of my family's life forever because I myself had encountered the critical moment before. But back then, when I encountered it, I was a child. So back in the um, oh, probably 70s, 80s, well, more 80s, um, I was a little girl. I was abused um, by three different males. The first person who abused me was a young uh, teen relative. And, and relative is used loosely, but I mean, you know, family is who you create. And he was just, you know, someone that was kind of, you know, in the family. And I considered him and probably would consider him to this day. 
a a a, a cousin. Um, and I was molested by this kid nearly every time my mother left me at this particular grandmother's house. He was young. He was a troubled teen himself. He but he was old enough to watch me, but unbeknownst unbeknownst to the others, he was not well enough to babysit me. He was old enough to babysit me. He wasn't mature enough to babysit me. And he was not well enough to babysit me. He wasn't healed. Whenever we were, we were alone, he took his pain, his anger, and his disappointment out on me. Uh, this gentleman was a foster teen that had been taken in by the family. And um, he, he brought with him some issues. And um, nearly every instance of cruelty involved sexual violation and rape. The older he got, the more curious he was about all things sex, sex, sex. And it was like the more he learned, the more he was curious about. That was, uh, that, I was a victim of that. That, that, that was played out upon me. So of course that meant little Tanya, who was in her early elementary school years, was subjected to more hellish acts of cruelty. One of the things about any form of child abuse is the overbearing sense of loneliness and hopelessness. I was convinced that no one could help me, no one would understand. Um, I just started to feel so, 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 not just in pain physically and, and emotionally, but hopeless, you know, just very, 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 very alone. There were times when I remember I tried to uh, tell people, but you know, you're dealing with, I was a child. Um, I was really young. I said elementary school. And you know, he, he was a teenager. You, you, come on, we were teenagers. You know us. Our teenagers, you know, minds, they can be a little more creative. And not just that, he's a little more street smart, a little more um, aware of things, having been a foster child. Going from different houses, being exposed to different environments, being exposed to different tragedies and traumas, unfortunately. So, you know, to get to the story, uh, to get on with it, because this is hard to talk about, y'all. Now, my mother was young, smart, nurturing, loving, and very stern. I came up during a time when children were unquestionably obedient. Parents were stern. My mother was young. I, I said that several times. Okay, during this season in our lives, she was working, completing a college degree and volunteering at my elementary school. I mean, you know, coming in with the whole, you know, scarf, you know, because, you know, the, the, the kind of scarf look they had back in the 70s with the big hoop earrings. And my mom would come in there and read and, you know, to the class. I, I remember that. <laughs> Mom has always been extremely protective of me and my other two siblings, so much so that people often said she was overprotective. Out of necessity, we were left in the care of people she thought she could trust. So I was abused every time she left and, and you know, the people she thought she could trust were terrible. 
So she asked us questions. You know, she she would be, you know, her, she had her little you know quality assurance questions, and they were, were you good? Did you behave? Did you listen? Uh, Y'all remember this? Did anybody mess with you? Uh, were you? And oh my God, we're, so important. Were you a good girl? What my mom didn't know is that the male team who was living uh, at my grandmother's house had already threatened me before she had even arrived. So even though she asked me those questions, whew, I, I was more afraid of him and what might happen to me than then I did, you know, I didn't, I didn't, then, then I felt compelled to, you know, answer my mother's questions. I just, I was, I was afraid. I was terrified. Even now I can tap into that and feel that terror, um, because he threatened me. And so I can feel that fear even now. If I think about it, you know, I can feel it. So sometimes what she didn't know is she's standing there at the door asking me these questions. You know, were you a good girl? Did anybody mess with you? Did you listen? Did you behave? Sometimes, you know, she didn't know. He'd be standing behind her, balling up his fists or, or you know, contorting his face into these, you know, just these women who survived some things know that the look. And that's all it took for me to answer no. She couldn't see this. I could. I was terrified. And I was scared silent. And so those are the things that I thought about standing there at that door. Was I, when I, you know, went off the road and that's something uneasy. Was remembering what that was like as a kid. Standing there at that door. Being asked questions in front of other adults about whether or not I had behaved. You hear that? Whether or not I had complied with whatever the adults in the home wanted me to do. So in little Tanya's mind, it kind of twisted into, yeah, I complied. In other words, as he was victimizing me, all those things that he, you know, made me do, I did those things because I was scared. I was terrified. I was overpowered. I went along with them. And so if you asked me, did I behave? Was I a good girl? Uh, uh, did you listen? Did any, you know... Before I get to did anybody mess with you? Yeah, it, it, the answer to that question, if we it, it, the lesson we get from that is those are not the type of questions that are good questions for kind of extracting what happened and what kind of experience our children had. Was it a fun experience? Was it a learning experience? Was it boring? Was it happy? Was it cool? Was it just, eh, just regular? You're not going to get those type of, you're not going to get that type of information when we ask those questions about were you in compliance 
Were you not a problem? Were you your best self? That you're not going to get that kind of information because you're asking the child how they performed. And you're not asking the child how others treated them. And that's what we want to know. Five critical questions to ask. How, number one, how did you spend your time? How did you spend your time? How did you spend your time? <laughs> uh, what was your favorite part of the visit? Starting with a positive. What was your favorite part? Oh, kids love to talk about that. <laughs> that could be a long answer. <laughs> did you feel safe? So now we're talking about how they felt. So no matter what, did you feel safe? What was your least favorite part? Because now, you know, they started off on a positive note. They got to talk about all those great things. What was your least favorite part? And hopefully it's just answers like about the weather. It was a little too hot. Uh, you know, it took too long to, 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 to cut the cake. You know, uh, uh, something like that. Jeffrey didn't share his toys with me. Hopefully, those are the type of answers, you know? I didn't get to play with the toy as long as I wanted to. I didn't get to swing. Do kids still swing now? <laughs> you know, that, that kind of thing. That's what we're looking for, and that's what we hope for. And finally, is there anything else you want or to tell me? And, I, and on here, you'll see this is a slash mark. Is there anything else you want or need to tell me? Is there anything else you want to tell me? Or you could say, if there's, is there anything else you need to tell me? And you know, for me, I'd usually finish this off with my son and say, you know, you know, you can tell mama anything. If it scares you, if it, if it, if it, if it, you know, if it makes you feel yucky, if it makes you feel ashamed, if you guilty. <laughs> I laugh because of, you have no idea. <laughs> Raising a little Dennis the Menace with something else. So anyway, you know what? You know, just tell me. Just tell me. And it's okay. It's okay. This is safe space for us to talk. You can tell me things. And kids want to know that you're not going to get all, you know, you're not going to get over emotional. You're, you're going to take care of your own needs and your own emotional needs and your own feelings. And you're going to make good decisions about how whatever they told you, how it, it should be handled. We'll talk about that in another recording because right now we're talking about, hey, we just got to get you talking. So, you know, hopefully uh, that helps you guys. Um, I think it will. Because the main thing to remember is we don't want to talk about the compliance, um, the behavior of the child. That's a natural, natural focus for parents because we are ultimately accountable and, uh, uh, yeah, accountable, responsible, 
um, and we're guiding them along and how to behave. So that's where our mind is because we're spending, you know, a large part of your parenting is just guiding children in behavior and decision making and how to, you know, be respectful of others and how to conduct themselves and that type of thing. That's a large part of parenting. So it's just natural. Like, this is just a way of thinking that says, listen, if I've left my child with other people, um, I just need to, uh, I absolutely need to make sure that they felt safe, uh, that other people treated them well, that they too felt respected, that their needs were met. If possible, their little wants were met. <laughs> So that's a different way of thinking. And so going back over those questions before I end this out. And again, I'm going to put this on the site. It's been there for years. Here we go again. How did you spend your time? What was your favorite part of the visit? Did you feel safe? What was your least favorite part? Is there anything else? that you need to tell me? Or is there anything else that you want to tell me? All right. Ooh, you know what? My only hope is that this, this really helps somebody. This helps a parent, this helps a child, this helps any caregiver, safe caregiver. Um, hope this helps you guys. All right, abundant blessings. Thank you for listening. Abundant blessings.